And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan, and as usual, I'm joined by the three studies to my left-hand side. We've got uh, Kieran Flynn, the Mead PRO. We've got Brian Kelly, the Secretary of the uh, Mead Minor County Board, and we've got Davy Rispin from the Rispin Blog, also sponsored by the Palace Navin and Copperface Jacks in Dublin. <laughs> Well, on this very special edition of the podcast, <laughs> he's delighted with that. Uh, we have four guests. We've got two coming in from Rathout and we've got two from Clemesson. Both of their Camogie teams are true to All-Ireland Junior Finals and uh, we want to welcome the four girls here. We've got Katie Nequillon, we've got Amy Gaffney, we have Neva Reardon and we have Lauren... Um, Gorman, yes, and I didn't have the lot I didn't give that information, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, we're delighted to have you here, girls. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us, thank you. Yeah, they're very quiet, they weren't a few minutes ago. <laughs> they were well able to count to ten, so they were only a couple of seconds ago, so they were. So I suppose what we'll do is we go to the two girls from Rathout, um, these are true to the All-Ireland Junior B final. Um, <laughs> Amy and <laughs> Amy and Eve were just looking at each other here going, are we? <laughs> Um, but I suppose, like you, I'm going to go back to the results from your your, your last game. You, you played in the semi final against Nibri Doga, uh, won this in a scoreline of four goals and four to 11 points. And I'm going to go to Neve because Neve, obviously, Amy was injured at the moment, yeah. she's out. Um, but you were playing in this and you were the goalkeeper for, for a tote. Goals win games, and you've got four of them on the day. Yeah, I think that proved that on the day anyway. Um, as a team, we came off the pitch probably not so happy with our performance. Um, we have a lot more to give, and I think hopefully on Sunday it'll be our day to show that. But as, as you said, goals win games, and thankfully we got the goals on the day. Um, the back line played very well that day, and we had some nice saves from the full back line, which helped us uh, keep in the game. The second half was very tough. I thought when you said we yeah. had some nice saves. Oh, no. Sarah McInerney saved me a few times there. I went down for a ball and slipped away from me and we all went back on the line then and Sarah somehow got the ball out. I don't know how she did it, but she had some game that day. So yeah. it's very good. A fantastic win and, and I suppose um when when you look back on it, uh, you know, to to do that without Amy, who's been yeah. a, a fantastic player for you over the years, is yeah. is, is brilliant. Yeah, especially on that day we were missing um, Amy and we were also missing her sister, Louise. Or was she playing with Amy? No, yeah, no, I think she was. Was she? 
I think she was. She played wing back. She was wing back. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She played number five, but did she not? I thought she was. Can you put that out? <laughs> 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 no. I don't know. I actually don't know. Hold on. No, hold on. Let me find out. When was that? It was only two weeks ago. Oh, I was right. Yeah. All right. So she wasn't playing. No, she wasn't playing. She was down on the programme. She was down on the programme. Yeah, no. She's gone to Thailand. Yeah, so I was right. You know what? It was a good. I thought she was playing sister, you know. She tells me she's my twin, doesn't she? I'm attached to her. I'm... So that's my guess. Yes, we know her team very well. Amy knows her teammates very well and also knows her sister very well. The fact that she was in Thailand and it's in Thailand. Have, have you done much research on, on Clan Tibbert? No, not really. We're kind of focusing on our own game now at this stage. Keep training and that. And just for us, it's another game. We just want to look at it like that. Go ahead into Sunday and play as we normally play. Play the way we like to play and that's it. I suppose after, like, as you said, you came off the field after the semi-final yeah. against Nibriloga and you weren't happy with your performance. and. And although you did get the four goals, yeah. as you say, there's lots to work well, on. Well, we have the lots more to give, definitely, yeah. Excellent. So that's what we're focusing on going into Sunday. And I suppose we'll go over to, before we will come back, we did get just to do questionnaires, we'll come back to them in a yeah. little while, but I'm going to go over to Amy now. Amy, um, I suppose... Um, <laughs> <laughs> She didn't know I was going to start asking her questions. So she <laughs> like, um, you play for Mead as well as uh, as Rathout, and uh, you got injured in the semi-final, I think it was, of yeah. the championship, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and you've been out since. How hard has it been for yourself, I suppose, looking at your team, your teammates and your sister, I suppose, as well, um, uh, going on to an All-Ireland final? Yeah, it's just been disappointing, I suppose, because I've missed out on seven games already and it's not even like this is the end of the year. And I suppose you work hard all year to get this far and then you get injured, so it's kind of, it's not great. And what's the story with your injury? How, what is it looking like? Or? Um, I'm having surgery Friday week, so um, okay. I'll be You'll be grand then. Yeah. What's the recovery like on um, it, do you know? I think it's nine months, but as long as you just do the right like, rehab and stuff, you'll be back before you know. So. And what are you doing? Are you in college at the moment or are you working? No, or? working. You're working, so yeah. that you know that can be difficult as well because usually when you're in college you yeah. have a little bit more time to exactly, yeah. to do it and whatever. So it's not going to be an easy recovery for you. No, well, I um, I work in an office, so I kind of sit down all day. So hopefully I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just if your employer is working, she yeah. does work. <laughs> But um, we do wish you the best of luck in the final. We're going to go back to your, your um, questionnaires now in a minute and we're going to move on now to Lauren and Katie um, at the Kilmes and Camogues. Um, <laughs> um, I suppose we'll look back at your semi-finals. You beat uh, Clan Morris and Kerry in the uh, semi-final. A tough game down in Nina, even in horrible conditions. But you just came away with a good victory, 2-10 to 9 points. Yeah, it, it was really tough conditions. It's really hard playing at this time of year in general, but um, it was a good track down. And the, the first half, um, they had, did we have the wind or did they have the wind? Anyway, there was a strong wind. There was a strong wind. <laughs> <laughs> it was, the, the first half was just so tough. It was just both teams kind of sussing each other out. Um, really, really tough, but I, I felt like we were on top throughout the game. Luckily, it went alright. It did indeed, and is a truth to the final. And you will be facing four rows from yeah. from You have history with these Lawrence. Do you played them uh, in the two thousand and fourteen final? Is that right? Yeah, I think that was in Kinnegad. That that final that was. 
That was, mud. In, that was in Eden Dairy in 2014. Eden Dairy in 2014. And right. He's came away with the victory that year. Yeah, I wouldn't have been playing. I was, wasn't was in the senior panel, so it would have been Katie more so than myself. But Yeah, um, no, that, that was, again, a really tough time of the year. The, the pitch at that time of the year was, was not in great condition on the no. day, and it was just a dog fight from start to finish. We liked to play kind of free-flowing, skillful, fast Kamomi, but that just was not going to happen first on the day. So it was a real dog fight from start to finish. So they're a tough physical team. Yeah, Kieran, you're obviously a commissioned and zany man. Um, and you've been following the Hurley and Camogie out there for years like so like we asked the question a couple of weeks ago on the podcast you know what what would uh, be better winning 13 or 14 uh, club or county titles in a row or winning uh, in All-Ireland and as, as a supporter of the club like yourself what, what would you feel would be the best winning the All-Ireland and getting twice in a row and getting promoted to intermediate or winning those 14 club titles well, I'd say the, the All-Ireland is something that there's not many clubs in the country that can pin on their collar and say they've won actual All-Ireland titles. So I'd say I know, I know it's a great honour to win the county championship, but the kind of clubs that people are talking about around the country, the likes of, they'll talk about like Dr. Crokes and Emo Rangers and all these clubs <coughs> and Ballyhale Shamrocks. They talk about them because they win All-Ireland, it's not because they win their county. So Clemesson in the Camogie and me, they're actually starting to get to a level where every year they think about winning Leinster and even at this stage they win the All-Ireland. So... I think that's more a testament to the girls and their ability to succeed each year that they're trying to win an All-Ireland title every year. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not that they're dismissive of other mead teams, they're just at a level where they want to promote themselves in the game of Camogie at the highest level and really dominate at their level and move up the level. So, as I said last week, if a few of the girls would play for the lads, we might do better with the lads. <laughs> But they haven't won since the bet. Well, bet Longwood in twenty fourteen, I think it was. Well, Lauren 13. has thirteen. Yeah. La Lauren, you won a junior title last year, and yeah. you won. You were obviously part of that senior panel that went on, won the championship, and went on to win in All Ireland. And um, back in it again this year, uh, on the panel. Yeah. You go through. Is winning All Ireland. Which do you, as as a player, think would be better for for this group of girls to win two All Irelands and get it promoted to intermediate? or to win another county title, another two or three county titles in a row? To get the promotion I think would be very good for us. We've been there or thereabouts trying to win that back-to-back -back all and to get that promotion because that's the way it works in the yeah. club championship for Camogie. Yeah. Um, so before we won last year it was the same team won it two years in a row so they got promoted and we had bet them the year before so mm -hmm. it was just to get that back-to-back -back would be a really good achievement for everyone involved. And Katie, I suppose, like yourself, like you've thirteen county championships, as we said already, like which is just phenomenal. Um, you know, there's there's people out there who never win one, and you've got thirteen down there. You're like a Kerry footballer, so yeah. Um, uh, would you give up eleven of those county championships just to win two All Irelands in a row and get promoted to the scene to the intermediate? Oh God, I I don't know if I give any of them up now. Yeah. Um, like every one of those was. Kind of special and especially this year we won the 10 in a row so like I, I wouldn't give that up for anything but at the same time we have we have been really trying to get up to the next level the last the last few years like we feel like we deserve to be there the teams that have gone up that we would have always given a good challenge to have gone on and done really well at intermediate level so we we definitely feel we're deserving of a place and hopefully if this goes our way on sunday we'll finally be up there yeah it'd be brilliant like if you look at kiltail i suppose if you from the hurling side of things you know the 
they've they're winning county championships over and over again, but just can't seem to make that breakthrough in Leinster. And um, yeah, you are making that breakthrough in Leinster. It's just you need to get that second All Ireland in a row. Yeah, yeah, and like that's so tough. Like it's it's so tough to win one All Ireland. Never yeah. mind winning back to back All Ireland. So I don't know if that's the rules in any other competition no. in Ireland, but it's it's a tough rule. But um, it is what it is, and we just have to and I suppose uh, we were going to bring in uh, Aileen onto the um, to the podcast as well today. She's not able to make it, but she uh, as well. Now I was talking to Lauren, and there's no PRO as such. Uh, they spread out their work, and I believe that Aileen does a lot of the match reports, which means that um, Aileen, being so modest. Doesn't, would you think that Aileen is a star player for 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 Kilmesson? Like, I, I, oh, like, it's a silly question, so rhetorically, really. Yeah, no, like Aileen to so many of us has just been an inspiration. Literally, since we were kids, like we've always looked up to Aileen. Everyone wants to be like Aileen. Like even now, she's put us to shame in training. Like she's she's the fittest of us all, and she is she she's a great role model. Yeah, I suppose like last year typifies that she had a, a baby and three months later talked down in the county final, is that right? Yeah, that's the classic game. Yeah, she just comes out of some both finals to win it, you know. Oh, she you should, a, you should um, ask her if she trained one of the kids for two All Ireland. <laughs> 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 she probably done for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a completely different podcast. Yeah. And we won't get to it. What we're going to do now is obviously we wish uh, the Clemens and Camogues all the best in uh, their final as well. What we're going to do is I'll, I'll be coming back to the lads. The lads will obviously have questions for you. That'll give them time to prep the questions. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to go back to our thought for a few minutes. Um, we did a questionnaire. We did a questionnaire. We did a questionnaire with the Rathod girls. So uh, what we're going to do is, right, Amy, we're going to see if you can guess Neve's answers, and Neve, we're going to see if you can guess Amy's answers. Right. You rubbed that format from the TV, I think, did you? No. I Does one of these would be very interesting? <laughs> so we're starting with Neve. television program. We're going to start with Neve's answers, right? Um, and Amy, we're going to see if you can uh, can guess her answers, right? Some of them. What What I'll do is I'll wait until we get when we get to the funny ones. So your biggest achievement, Neve, was obviously winning the county final this year and bringing home Jim McDermott's Memorial Cup and winning the Leinster final. Yeah. And that's fairly understandable, so it is winning uh, your, your club championship and then going on and winning the Leinster is no mean feat. Your biggest influence on your career is Jim McDermott, the legend, most dedicated and positive camogie manager I could have uh, had growing up. Is he still involved with the team? Oh, it's the cup, isn't it? oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's Okay, that, that was the, the county trophy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, your favourite player and toughest opponent, Anya Cook. She's only 17 years of age and she put the fear of God into you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this true? Yeah, I've yeah, marked Anya yeah. many a times and she's so tough to mark. Yeah, she's so good. She'll catch a ball over anybody. Yeah, and she's amazing. Her skill level is phenomenal. Excellent. And can she play for the seniors? Yeah. yeah. She, she was, can? Yeah, she yeah. was on the seniors. She's on the seniors. Once you're not yeah, under... This year. 16 I think you can play yeah. at it. She was on it this year. Yeah, yeah she was yeah. on it this year, yeah. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Most memorable, most memorable game was winning the county final this year, seeing the happiness in all the girls' faces when the final whistle went. Uh, your favourite score or save, because you're a goalkeeper, yeah. uh, was the save against Kildaki in your uh, first county final that went to a replay. Yeah. Take us through that one. Well, what I remember, I forget most of them, but anyway, she, the Kildaki girl was coming in. Not sure who she was. I don't really know many of the girls. But, um... I win most matches. You, you don't know who you are. No. You're your own player. No. <laughs> yeah, you can't expect me to know other teams. But anyway, she was coming in and um, I saved her shot and then the ball went back out to her and she got it back up. But I went out and I blocked her when she went to pull on, pull again. on again. But anyway, so that was my 
best, I think, save that I've had to date. Class, that's it. and that's a memory that'll stick with well, you forever. I have to thank my brother for that one. He's been training me the last while. And he's just after being brought up to the meat hurlers there. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, and he's also a keeper. so He's a keeper too. Yeah, so he's been helping me out with good fish. There's good hands in the family. Yeah, well, we think, <laughs> well maybe not me. <laughs> We're getting there. Well, you're not doing <laughs> Baby too bad. steps. You're not doing all Ireland fighting. You're not doing too bad. One rule you'd like to see changed. Maybe uh, no harm to change the goalie jersey so it's different to the outfield team. Happy enough with the current rules. Is the goalie's jersey yeah, the same? It's the same yeah. colour, yeah. Yeah, it's really? a mad rule that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mad that you don't think the hand pass one. He, he actually, my brother said that to me because I asked him these questions last night and he that's forward, that's he went to New Jersey. Just go in and hand yeah. pass a goal. I surprised you. Oh. Going for that. Yeah, he said, why aren't you putting down the hand pass? I said, I don't really mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth someone striking the ball at you. I didn't realise that. I've been to loads of Camogie games and never yeah. twigged that the Goldie's jersey was the same as the outfield jerseys. So you're yeah. wearing jumpers, to be fair. He's not. The, yeah. <laughs> in fairness, he's not the most observant. <laughs> and we're not here. <laughs> uh, the worst thing about camogie is training on a Sunday morning, but that's the worst thing about any training or yeah, any team sport. I think that, that that should be banned straight away. It's a uh, uh, motion to Congress. It could be done. Absolutely. Could you could you get that put forward? Yeah, try Thanks very so much. Uh, your best thing about camogie is playing with your friends and the crack we all have together off the pitch. Oh, well, so there's a good banter and there's oh, yeah. good uh, social life with the. With we the always end up back in the GA club. Brilliant. Yeah. And you have a good. When or draw, actually, we always <laughs> end up in the GA club. And you have a good uh, uh, bar down there. Oh yeah. And, and talk to you yeah. Um, no supplies in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember last year during the snow. This is like I'll be a little quick story. But during the snow, do you remember uh, most of the there. pubs? Most of the pubs in my told ran out of beer on yeah. the second day. Yeah, and, and they all started to close, right? But there was, there was the, the snow was maybe two foot high. And if you followed all the footsteps from the pubs, they all went out the Ratol or out the Dunchotlin Road and into the club. <laughs> it's a fact. Yeah. No other. They didn't go into the estates or anything. Everybody who left the pubs all went to the clubhouse. So it can be rocking. That's the GA community. Yeah, absolutely. Now you said it. Um, your favorite food is the mother's Christmas dinner. Yeah, especially when we were travelling during the summer in Thailand there. All of us, that's what we were looking forward to going home. To, rang her on the phone a few days beforehand, made sure she had that ready. <laughs> she was always delighted. How, how like, often Christ do you get Christmas then? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was in August. We haven't had it since. We're <laughs> having a Christmas, hopefully. Well, well, going well. Too far away now, so well. But um, how many of you were in Thailand? Uh, three, but we met loads of people. So probably about 20 in the end. Really? Yeah, loads and they all came back to your mums for Christmas yeah, Day. Yeah, all of us. Okay, now Amy, we're gonna we're gonna ask you to give us what answer uh, um, Neve gave. Okay. Right. We asked Neve what her funniest teammate would be. Who do you think she said? Uh, Anne Miguel. No, um, I'm 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 I'm, I'm puzzled by this. Maybe not a teammate. It's not a teammate. It's oh. not a, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> the, the parents of this girl were cruel naming her James Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> That girl would get a yellow card if, she, if, if the referee asked her her name. Uh, James Duffy's terrible jokes. Um, he likes to think he's one of the girls. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> that was him on the song, isn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> okay, what is 
Neve's favourite drink? Oh god, alcohol or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, she went. I give you a drink. I give you a drink. No, I don't drink. She drink. went with alcohol. All right. Oh god. Um. Yes. Is it? No, I didn't put down. Guinness. Did you not? No. Why? No. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should be lazy. <laughs> 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 no, I don't realise it's definitely Guinness. <laughs> right. So I'm fake. I don't know any secrets, Amy. Oh, gin and tonic. It's definitely gin and tonic. Yes, gin and tonic. Apparently, gin and tonic is only after a good win. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And yeah. um, what's her big, her biggest fear? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you might want to think carefully about this one. <laughs> want to think maybe closer to home about this one. <laughs> who who drove in the scene? Me for a reason. Oh. <laughs> You're not afraid of my driving, are you? <laughs> Insurance company listening out there, and um, she's not that bad. You probably want to pay for premium. <laughs> so, her answer was Amy Gaffney's driving on the way to the game. So, so there you go. Now, we asked Neve uh, who the best dancer is on the team, and who do you think she said? Yeah, she needs bacon. She loves a jive or a waltz. Now, I've got a problem with this, so I do. Um, it's an epidemic that's taken over the country. It's country music, jiving and waltz. I started lessons last week. Oh my God. I won't tell my manager that, but yeah, I started lessons and there's another lesson tomorrow. <laughs> She'll have to be ready for the county final. We might need to end that So, uh, is it the music? Uh, what is it about uh, jiving and waltzing? I think the pub and jiving just goes together. Really? <laughs> you <laughs> just go up yeah. a few points and then you're jiving. <laughs> well, I can't jive, <laughs> yeah. so not me. Well, you jive a massive speaker to every game and it's a massive, like, and yeah. it just, like, whatever song comes on, I suppose everyone is obvious. And is it all, like, Declan Ernie and <laughs> uh, yeah, Wagon anything. Wheel and Nathan Carter? Nathan Carter, yeah, he's huge now. <laughs> well, in my house. <laughs> Maybe just in my speaker. <laughs> you don't want to listen to me, Spotify, that's all. Uh, as I said, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I love it. <laughs> It's an epidemic, it's spreading the whole way from Monaghan, yeah, so it is, and uh, don't worry when you're playing, I think you're playing Contiver at the Monaghan for the <coughs> champions, aren't you? You'll have great crack with them, they're all mad into country music, so yeah, you'll have to join with them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the best dressed on the team, we asked her, Amy, who do you think she said? Um, I don't know, well, that's a hard one to yourself. Me? Yeah, <laughs> okay, right, I'll go with me, but she definitely didn't say me, I know she didn't. No, you're, no, you're so vain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She went with Anne McIntyre, oh, her yeah. nails tan, hair, eyelashes always done. Always, yeah. 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 She sounds like Crispin. <laughs> 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 oh. Brian yeah. Kelly was sharpening his knives there for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just reading that question ready to go. The only person that, in the suit tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that, <laughs> no, I, 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 got, I haven't got the jacket on. Um, I want to say that David Rispin did come up with these questions, so he should have talked carefully about that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the biggest moaner on the team? <laughs> on the button, yeah, well done. <laughs> I said that too, sorry. I'm here. I'm Just don't listen to the podcast till the Monday what morning after the game. What's he moaning about? What's Just loves James Duffy so much, yeah. our, our coach. Right. They get on very well. Okay. <laughs> Every training session, right. they get on really well. Okay, yeah, I think you're Never a bad word between them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to one of these training sessions. <laughs> okay, the next question we asked her was the str- strangest talent. Who has the strangest Talent. Oh, um, oh no. what's her strange talent? Oh, what's your strange talent? Yeah, that's talent. how I answer it, yeah. Oh, God, okay. do you have a strange talent? <laughs> 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 um, okay, we'll just put it down as, what's her talent? Without, without the strange one. <laughs> she didn't say I don't have any. I don't know, I actually don't know. What does she do after a few drinks? Like a party trip. Does she do run? Do I know? I started that last week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she sings the rattling bog after a few Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. What's the song we sing? Uh, the mer- is it the Mermaids? No. Hit the Duke. Oh, Hit the Duke. Amy loves the Oh, my God. Slip the clutch. She comes out about that. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, <laughs> this is obviously a David Rispin uh, question because he was probably getting tips. Um, what's your favourite time? <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> 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 Sam Nelson? No. No. Uh, oh, God. Um, Peter Herbert? No. Oh, you just name it all the time. You're trying to get it. David's delight. Do you keep naming these times? <laughs> 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 Give me a pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What other ones do you wear? It's out of pens. It's a white bottle. Oh, God. Iconic bronze. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> 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 And apparently it's James Duffy's favourite too. Oh yeah, That's he loves that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last question we asked her, which you probably know already, is uh, who's the biggest jersey puller on the team? Oh, we all know. Well, Edward, 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 Edward. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name, isn't it? <laughs> so what we'll do now is we're going we're going to ask Katie and Lauren to answer the same questions for their club, right? And um, so. We know what your we know what your biggest. We're, we're going to go through the biggest honors and all and, and all that because you know we've we, we've done that and we know you've got so many of them. So we're going to start off with we'll ask uh, we'll ask Katie first. What's your favorite food? Uh, cocoa pops. And what's your favorite food, Lauren? <laughs> cocoa pops. <laughs> <laughs> Get that for every meal. Every nutritionist yeah. degree. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not going to believe this, but it turns to milk chocolate. Laura, <laughs> <laughs> what's your favourite food? I don't know. Probably like steak dinner. A steak dinner? <laughs> Lovely. I, I, I'm with you on that all the way. What's your favourite food? <laughs> 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 Dad usually just brings it home from work, so it's grand. <laughs> oh, then. Spoiled rotten. Yeah. Favourite drink? You don't need to confer now. <laughs> See, I'm after switching up. I went from vodka to gin recently, so I'm still oh. kind of on the sidelines on both, really. Oh, right. You're not sure which is better. Yeah. Okay. Depends what kind of mood I'm in. Just yeah. stick them on the one glass. Long <laughs> 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 what, what kind of gin do you drink? Is it like, are we talking CDC or are we talking Hendrix or are we... Whatever Fergie pours first, to be fair. <laughs> okay. Okay. And he'll keep pouring. Do, yeah. <laughs> do we go with a lime and a lemon or are we with a cucumber here? I'm more a lime. 
right. comes okay. in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or mixed, mixed, or, or mixed, that's more of a thing that's kind of drink, like that's that's probably, probably yeah. fancy, with your own impurities, you don't try to push those, <laughs> it's like, just put gin and seven up in a glass and give me a straw. I say, when did, when, did you, when did you get lime, I thought it was just lemons, that's not when did you get lime. Did orange is that yeah. drink? Uh, I'll jump on the gin, but I'm right, I can see, pink gin. Pink gin, I have a bottle of it in there, you can bring it with you. Thank you. What's your biggest fear? I didn't used to be afraid of spiders, but my brother, and he'll kill me for saying this, is absolutely terrified of them, and I think he's actually made me What's his name? scared. Uh, Rory O'Quillan. We're all Rory O'Quillan. Oh, Rory's Rory's Rory Rory's Rory. 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 Yeah. just Rory. in. Breaking <laughs> <laughs> news. So, now I'm scared of these. So you're afraid of them because of him. Oh, that's he's lovely. made me afraid. Yeah. There'll be cornerbacks going up to him next year. There'll be spiders in. There'll be spiders in. There'll be spiders in. There'll be spiders in. And Lauren, what's your biggest fear? It'd be more heights for me, I'd say. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. can't deal with it. Terrified of heights. Can't do it. Absolutely not. Yeah. And then we get into heebie-jeebies. <laughs> oh, then, who's your funniest teammate, Lauren? Now, you've got two teams to choose from there. Now. Yeah. Oh, God. There's only one candidate for that, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I, I was like, who's going on No, it, see, again, it depends. So we're all good at like one-liners, but like you've Nadine that's up there. I was gonna say her. Yeah. I know that. Okay. <laughs> but then you've Shannon. Shannon comes out with so many different things that you're just like, what are you gonna come up with next? Okay. Yeah, they, they, they take it in turns. I'd say yeah. uh, Nadine's a good character now. She, right. She's good crack in my life. Good. Sorry. Everyone wants to be Nadine's friend. <laughs> <laughs> Not Patricia's. <laughs> okay. Who's the best dancer on the team, Katie? Oh, oh, I give that one to Shelly Horn. Yeah. Shelly Horn. She's actually on. I literally watch her dance all night. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Palliser 41. Put, put her anywhere. Anywhere put that there's music. Put her in the street with a speaker and she will dance. Shuffle. Because I remember last year, I think we were after beating the Wexford champions in Leinster and we met up with Jesus after winning. In 41. Yeah, in 41 yeah. that night. Yes. And uh, there was a lot of dancing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I was drinking from early that day, so um, I think I had to be told that we met Jesus in 41. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were going home to bed, right? <laughs> I'm an up man. Who's the biggest moaner on the team, Lauren? And you've got two teams to choose from there, so you can pick a moaner on each of them. Oh God, probably myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even argue it. Someone else said it. Like, um, I don't know. Then again, Aiden would probably say herself because she's always going to have comments. <laughs> you go to a team meeting and it's like, well, I'm never one to say anything, but I shall go on to something. So probably between the two of us, maybe it's a family trait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not going to argue with you over that one. No further comments. <laughs> oh, Gaden, uh, what's your strangest talent, Gaden? Oh, 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 Gaden, you don't have to have a stranger, but what's your, what, what do you do after a few drinks? Or, um... Um, don't look at me. Talent, oh my god. I don't know. I don't know about strange talent. Talent. I'd say it's probably winning county titles. That's a very good talent. Lauren, what is yours? What is your go-to song or what is your talent when you're out under the air? Lauren's talent is talk. Yeah. Right. I talk to a brick wall. To be fair. 
you know, it's it's not a bad thing. No, um, <laughs> can get me into a bit of trouble. I don't, I don't really know when to stop. I'm going to put that down as a good talent. Uh, what's your favourite tan? This is the best question ever, David Wilson. Come up. With. I actually, I'll <laughs> no, stop you. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I have to step in. I sent Amy the questions, right? And then she she came back with this mad thing, and she goes, "Oh my god, uh, I have to I have to put a tan question in." And I knew I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to be rude. Yeah, I was like, I, "We can't put that in." You have zero proof of all of this. Yeah. I yeah. know I have proof. And we've seen your your orange skin. We know you. It's yeah. yeah. actually bronze. <laughs> all bronze. Donald Trump, sit down there. <laughs> What's your favorite tan, Lauren? Um, Do you want to get advice off David? <laughs> <laughs> He's gone red, but you can't see it under the tan. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying, going to build a wall and make something to pay for this. <laughs> there you go, you got it in. That's only a hurling wall. That's only a hurling wall, yeah. And Katie, what's your favourite tan? Oh, geez, I want to be I'll go with Be Bold. Be Bold. Yeah, okay. I like that one. It's good, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who is the biggest jersey puller on your team? Maeve. Maeve. Straight up. Not even a hesitation. No, we can go Alba either. So. She's going yeah. for like... Yeah, no, we won't go into that either. <laughs> <laughs> Um, got, again, no further comment. Maeve Ralva, yeah. do, you want to, do you want to pick one of them? Lauren? <laughs> again? <laughs> oh, Lauren, you're putting me into this. <laughs> no, no, see, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I should play with these girls on Sunday. <laughs> Clean through and go on the one pass. <laughs> well, we'll leave it up to the, to the girls in the dressing room to decide whether it's uh, Maeve or um, who's the other girl. Alva. Yeah. They could maybe tweet their answers, maybe. We'll yeah, see. yeah, we could do Poland. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Seems like a good idea. Sure. Now, thanks a million, girls. We're going to go back to Amy now from Atolt. So we are, and we're going to ask Neve to answer for um, for Amy. So I'll just run through, down through the first few. Your biggest achievement was winning a Soaring Star Award in 2017. Yeah. That must have been a real honour. Yeah, I couldn't believe it that I got it. I was second at that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what was the night like receiving the award? And uh, yeah, I said it was nice to get dressed up and stuff. So, the real girly side of the awards. But yeah, yeah it was good. Didn't wear your fucking boots that no, night? No. Or a helmet? No. <laughs> I look better without it. I like being on the up on tables. The next no. question, for some reason, <laughs> oh, yeah. you didn't answer it. The biggest influence on your career? Oh, yeah, because I don't know what it is. You don't know who that is. You've been your own influence. Oh, um, yeah. well, no, I don't know. I, I, did, I, had, I had a lot of time to think about it and I couldn't think. So, I was like, okay. So, so you're not going to say it was your brother or around that, or, or your sister. Okay, yeah, I'll say it's Louise, yeah. Yeah, Louise <laughs> yeah. is the biggest influence yeah, in your career. Yeah. Your favourite player, you said, was Jane Dolan. Yeah, I love okay. her. Okay, tell yeah. us more about Jane. I don't know, just I remember when I was younger and she was always um, coming up to us, um, if we were playing under 12s, like, counting and stuff, she was always coming up and I was like, oh my god, I love that girl's hair. And I used to love her hair because it was so blonde, but yeah, and I loved the way she played Mogi's <laughs> <laughs> Your toughest opponent is your sister or Anya Cook? Yeah, definitely. We talked about Anya already. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's just brilliant. And she's so strong. And then Louise, she just knows me inside and, uh, inside and out. So 
just and plus you yeah. play wing forward, she plays wing back, so yeah. you would say you tend yeah. to mark each other a lot in training no. sessions and stuff. No, well, no, they're not like really each other. Tell us why. Tell oh us God. why. <laughs> it's like the McCann's, Adrian Loren, they won't mm-hmm. ma- yeah. mark each other either training. Yeah. No, Toys. set friends in the pitch, kill yeah. each other. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. They do enough of it at home. Yeah, exactly. We don't need that format. <laughs> they don't need a stick as well to do it. Yeah, it could exactly. be dangerous. Um, your most memorable game was the All-Ireland final replay in yeah. 2017. Yeah. Um, go on, tell us tell us about it. Like. Um, just we won the All-Ireland last year and it was yeah. just, we played in Crow Park and then um, we went to a replay, played in uh, the Gaelic Browns in Limerick and then, I don't know, it was just, it was, great, it was a good game from all of us but I think they, core team were too busy focusing on other players and then they forgot about me so I came out and I scored four points so it was just kind of Oh my god, I've never yeah, done that before. So I was like, yeah. Um, and uh, um, was that your. Uh, had you won All Ireland's at any other grade or anything at um, that stage? I think under our minor. We had minor. C, B, and C, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right. So yeah, that was it. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, your favourite ever score was the All Ireland final yeah. replay in your fourth point of the game. Yeah. Bring us back. Tell um, us about that score. I think we were we were up by three point, uh, two points, and then there we got free uh, or free against us in the full forward line. So it's free up, and the goalkeeper took it, and I blocked it down, and then I took it on my stick, and I just kept running and I hit from the, uh, sixty-five. So it was, the wind took it, the wind took it. It shows I was in the wind. It's against the wind, yeah. Um, one rule you'd like to see changed in Camogie is the advantage rule. Yeah. Why is that? Um, just, I don't know, I suppose I should like it because I'm forward, but if somebody's holding on to me, let's say, and I get away from them and I'm uh, like I'm one-on-one at goal, and then they play the advantage, but if I miss, it's called back. And I just think it slows the commodity down, and I think that's what's stopping people from watching it, and it just, oh, it just slows the game. And it's not consistent either, some yeah. refs do it and some, some don't. don't. So you're really, it just slows it down so much, mm. and I just think the advantage should be played, and then that's it. Instead okay. of bringing it back for a free, and it's just yeah. If there's no um, advantage when they yeah. he plays it, um, the best thing about playing camogie is playing with all the girls. Yeah. And obviously, you've grown up with most of these, yeah. and you live around, and they're all friends. Yeah, he's all socialised together yeah, in the club. Yeah, we've been together for years, so yeah. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Since we were kids. Yeah. And you just live in the club and. Yeah, yeah. We don't leave the, the club. club. <laughs> Emma Gill's name change her clothes. She wears the half suit for a whole week after a match. Her jersey pulling jerseys. <laughs> Worst thing about Camogie, and this is come up again, uh, early training sessions on a Sunday yeah. morning. Oh, it should be banned. I know, it's hard. What do you think, girls? Especially, especially, especially Paul, after Coppers. Yeah, exactly, that's the worst part. I, don't I usually work on a Sunday, so I miss them. We haven't had too many early ones this year, I suppose, but yeah, I know they're, they're horrible. We were up at 7 o'clock. Yeah, Paul loves it at 7 o'clock. Yeah, especially in the summer, 7 o'clock, we'll train at 7 I don't get why managers do Like, why not? If you're going to train on Sunday, why not call it 11 or 12? Yeah, we know. Why does it always have to be 8 or 9? Amy's answers were these. What's her favourite food? Oh, it's either 
Indian or Chinese, is it? Yeah. Oh, we're going to give you Which that, one? yeah. Which one? Chinese, yeah. yeah okay, Amy yeah, loves the Chinese. <laughs> she made us all have an Indian one night and the house was rotten. Oh, it was lovely. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and none of them told you no. until now. She just has to bring it up on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now everyone will know. Quite loud of Griffiths on the team. She didn't like one bit of it. She's not She's insulted. So, Amy's so not cooking a meal for the team tonight. No, that's the worst thing. Or driving or doing. Sorry, Amy. We won't name the Chinese or the Indian that you got it from. That um, wouldn't be fair. Um, what is Amy's favourite drink? Probably G&T. She said alcohol. She said alcohol. Ha ha ha. But I love seven up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What does it say? That's such an Amy answer. <laughs> ah, that's just the answer. <laughs> What's your biggest fear? Um she goes oh, I don't that. know. Probably not having her hair extensions or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? That is so true, but is I didn't write that down. No, <laughs> Actually, the one so thing we all know is when she was playing in Crow Park, so oh, I need eyelash done today. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> it was actually the dark. Yeah, sorry. I hate the dark. Especially if we're playing on the back pitch and the lights go out on first of Karen gone. Yeah, I hate the dark. <laughs> 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 now, which is worse, the dark or not having your hair extensions? Oh, God, I didn't want to say the hair extensions, but it's definitely his hair extensions. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the funniest teammate according to Amy? She probably said herself, did she? <laughs> no, I'm not that vain. <laughs> She's me, but not that <laughs> um, I don't know. Emma? Funnily enough, she said it was you. Yeah. Me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Surprised. <laughs> You'll definitely be loving that name. <laughs> so, Neve is the funniest uh, teammate uh, that Amy has. Um, we'll Probably the shoe for this teammate. I'd say that's what she meant. What, me and you have done with the girls? Is that what you call you? Yeah. We still learn the names of the girls on the team. <laughs> Our <laughs> um, the best dancer on the team? Um, Fear McCabe. Emily McGill, she said Emily McGill. Emily McGill dancing? Yeah. No. Oh, I think it's a different type of dancing. <laughs> 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 That's just a different type of dancing, you can't say. Oh, yeah. We're all talking about that here. <laughs> Keep it PG. <laughs> okay, when, when, when the podcast's over, we'll talk a little bit about that. Who is the biggest moaner on the team, according to Amy? And the head moves. I don't know. The look. Who? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. You're being nice now because you don't want to think anybody is a moaner. Why? Did you say Anya as well? Yeah. Oh, you said that earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The both oh, of them, poor the Anya. Both of them have picked Anya. <laughs> Bad now. Biggest moaner. Ryan Ganesh has dropped herself off the paddle. She's <laughs> <laughs> good crack though. Yeah. It's okay. Anya, <laughs> you can take that up with them and train. Don't worry. Um, uh, what is Amy's strangest talent? Would kind of. It was a similar answer, a similar answer to um, earlier on. Oh God, <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> yeah, I knew it, because I was going to say, it's not really answer that. No, she does have a talent. Oh, go on, tell us. She's the fastest speaker ever. Oh yeah, she speaks so fast. Right. I would have slowed that down on the podcast. <laughs> for everybody. Yeah, do I do. Talking fast. What is Amy's favourite tam? Um, now she listed out about 10 earlier on. <laughs> is it these old? Yeah. It is indeed, yeah. yeah. Dark, extra dark. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's 
Oh my god. <laughs> I love bebos. <laughs> Just much faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, who is the biggest jersey puller on the team? I think we've already answered that one. Poor Emma. Poor Emma McGill, it is indeed. <laughs> Girls, want to thank you for coming in. Fair play to you. It's not thank easy. You. I know, um, you know, doing something like this for the first time in front of strange men is not easy. <laughs> um, we want to wish you the best of luck. Obviously, um, we have the AIB All-Ireland Junior Club Championship Final, which sees Kilmessen taking on four roads. That's at... 4.15 in Park Tolchin. 2.15. Or sorry, 2.15 is right. In Park Tolchin uh, on Sunday. And then we have the AIB All-Ireland Junior B Club Championship Final. And that sees the two girls here and Rotot taking on Clontibret, the champions of Monaghan. Girls, best of luck in the finals. Um, lads, do you have any questions you want to ask them before we let them go? Well, we've answered most of the stuff, but I think it's just best of luck, I think, for us. Like we, we followed the last few weeks, especially, I think, the camogie element of the podcast has been good crack in the last week. As we said, like it's been bleak enough talking about football. It's probably it's never as bleak talking about hurling, but then the camogie has been good crack. So yeah. definitely just best luck from our I side and, and they, ha they have to go training so they're they're mad to get out of here and start <laughs> flaking each other and I love the flaking. David, have you on? Because yeah, you're, you're after taking an awful lot of abuse. <laughs> no, I'm still very sore here in the corner. No, in fairness. And do you know what? I'm just going. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, fair play. Like, you go train it too. Oh, jeez, <laughs> lads. Let me talk. For God's sake. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, I wouldn't be a Kogi man or a hurling man, but like, in fairness, as Kieran said last few weeks, like, he's have given us something to talk about and that. Um, stop laughing. <laughs> I'm too much fun, sorry. <laughs> but um, no, it's a great achievement for two clubs, especially in the yeah. same county, to get to All Ireland finals. It's it's unheard of, really, um, in the same code. So, fantastic achievement, and hopefully, he's can he's can do the double on Sunday. And Brian, no, just to have two mid teams in All Ireland finals is fantastic. And I think for the Messner knocking on the door a long time, it'd be great to see them get that long awaited promotion. And if you if Kilmesson go up, hopefully, it means our total followed them. So I have a few friends on the Rattoad team that would love to see them winning as well. It'd be brilliant for the county. And Camogie in Mead is on the rise. Mm. Winning the intermediate or intermediate last year at yeah. county level. It'd be great to see it following through a club. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the interesting thing about all this is that we've had a great night here with the four girls. They're, they're, they're great characters. And the funny thing is that you're going to be meeting each other next year in the Senior Camogie Championship. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I played them this year already and it wasn't that funny. <laughs> Hopefully the hand pass rule is gone then. <laughs> But as, as we said, we want to wish you the best of luck and hopefully please do the double on Sunday in Park Touching and bring home Thank two all Ireland trophies to me. Thanks very much. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thank you. Welcome back to part two of the We Are Mead podcast. Um, delighted to have all the Camogues in uh, doing the um, the podcast with us this week. It was a packed house. Eight people around the table, lads. Um, but we managed. Only a few short of the last supper. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you said it. Would that make me Jesus? Well, I know who Judas is anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough about Davy. Cut it out, they're gone. There, so. In fairness, there's a Judas right beside me here yeah. as well. So he backed Simon soon to yeah. win against his own club in the season. And, and Kieran used to play with Central Sound, now he's a insane yeah, man. So. Right, yeah. I went back to the promised land, that's why there's a no biblical <laughs> reference here. But we're we're gonna push on anyway with the podcast, and uh, we're gonna first of all we're gonna give you some results 
we'll go on to some fixtures and uh, we have a couple of other things that we're going to throw into the podcast. So, result from the Tolchin Cup final played last Friday night in Dungani, pitch number two. Can Ross, one goal and nine. St. Vincent's, nine points. St. Vincent's thought that they were beaten by Beliver in their tweets. Um, but uh, fair play to Karen Ross and uh, they let them know that it was Karen Ross that won that game but obviously the PRO from St Vincent's making a little bit of a boo-boo cure a little bit obviously they, they got confused maybe even though the Vincent's were maroon and white so I don't know how they maybe thought they were playing themselves or something I don't know what because Karen Ross were very distinctive colours which I, I saw a lot of the pictures and stuff that was up on social media afterwards Karen Ross were absolutely delighted with getting the trophy mm-hmm. Yeah, a, cl- a club that really put a lot into it, and I think it's, it's the Carnaros Inn. Is that the pub there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say it was absolutely hopping off the the railings. I'd say because it was a good game from what I heard and the match reports, and it seemed like a like the semi final was quite intense. And well, I was just going to reference that that the you know Carnaros David getting uh, their revenge for losing it to St Vincent's in the semi final of the championship, and. Uh, you know that's a, like Karen Ross have have some good players, um, and we know that, and they're not a mile away from winning a junior championship. No, I, I think first and foremost they'll be delighted to get revenge, and at the end of the day, they'll feel although Vincent's won the semi final, they didn't end up winning the final, and now Karen Ross are after winning two trophies in those, in as many weeks with the B League last week. That's right, yeah. And there was a bit of a crossover as we talked about with players and stuff, but no, I'm delighted for them. They're a they're a really good club, really nice lads as well. Um, Decky Riley came in, rolled back the years that he kicked one four or something. Frank O'Reilly always dangerous on the forty, um, and the McGee brothers as well. Yeah. So no, it was, it was a great win for them. And look, it it makes kind of worthwhile at the end of the year that it's a long year. They were kind of they had to keep training and waiting for the Vincents to to be knocked out of Leinster for the final to go ahead and be played. So was, was the legend in goals? No, it was uh, Shane McNiff was in goals actually. He came in. Ollie was tugged out. All right. But Shane came in and apparently he was he was very good. His kickouts were spot on as well, um, and just uh, they they celebrated obviously Friday night. But Saturday they went on a bus tour, um, round round the county or whatever, and uh, did obviously had to raise a few bob each to put in for their food and drink or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know what, what the stipulations were, but uh, they ended up with money left over as so often is the case. And as as everyone probably knows at this stage, we're we're doing a fundraiser in Corton at the minute for Hightower Declan Coyne. And uh, Karen Ross provided an extremely um, generous donation of, I think, about €750, Euros, oh, which was collected from the players and then donated to us, which was just unbelievable that we couldn't believe it, you know. Yeah, look, uh, it's, it's absolutely brilliant when you see the GEA community coming together like that. Um, you know, Karen Ross is not a million miles away from no. Courtown. Um, uh, Hightower Declan would be known and renowned around the Kells area and he'd be so well got um, that's, that's really really nice to hear Karen Ross doing something like that yeah and I'd expect nothing more from them they're, they're a really nice bunch of lads look up when we play them it's obviously always ferocious and, and that but that's on the field and then we'll meet them out that night or whatever and we'll have to crack with them that's the kind of lads they are they're 100% as, and as you said Hightower would have played football um, against them underage and that's senior but he also would have went to school with a lot of lads um, so no hats off to them um, brilliant brilliant gesture yeah yeah. fair play to the lads from Karen Ross and uh, well done on their victory as well and uh, not forgetting uh, obviously uh, their comrade in, in GA uh, Declan Coyne uh, by, by providing that that money for the fundraiser uh, tip of the hat for the lads I suppose uh, we're going to move on to the under 21 championship now um, Brian Kelly 
uh, we're told to the site. I suppose we go to the Centristown game on Sunday because you were uh, obviously at this one. Cruel ending to this game. St. Peter's winning 3-16 to 2-16 uh, against Centristown. Not the story of the match, I suppose. Centristown trailing by, I think, nine points at one stage and got it back to level, but just couldn't seem to get ahead of uh, Dunboyne in this game. No, um, Centristown had the breeze in the first half, but couldn't have got off to a worse start. After 10 minutes, they were 2-3 to either a pint or two points behind. And that's when you're faced with a deficit like that early on you have a mountain to climb and, and played against the wind in the second half yeah now they did they got back to a point by half time and there was some I have to say credit to both teams it was an immensely enjoyable game of football pure football hard hitting played in cat. played in cat, and they have done a serious job on their facilities mm. their old pitch it used to be like playing up Crow Patrick but now <laughs> but nowadays it's completely different they've put in a, I think a pronty pitch it's perfect. Lights and walking track to work. Yeah. yeah, and even the a smaller juvenile pitch up the top, mm-hmm. and Brilliant. you could park on it no bother on Sunday. Excellent. You wouldn't mark it at all. So they're a small club, but the amount of money they're after putting into the facilities, they probably haven't got many games over the year. But and some people thought it was a strange venue to have. I seen one fella commenting on the Saint Facebook page, think he's gonna leave on Friday night to get there by Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But um. They fully deserve to get games with the, with the facilities they have. I'd suppose, I suppose the, problem, the thing is, is that they probably want to let the pitch develop this year and maybe next year it'll be fit for a few more games. But like in its early stages, you want to just try and preserve it and uh, and keep it right. And they've done that and the facilities on, on Sunday were, were... And the pitch was in, in I was fantastic, in fantastic condition. Like to see a pitch like that in the middle of November is just exceptional, mm-hmm. and it's a credit to the club and their groundsman. And back to the game, I suppose. Um, I didn't really want to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I gathered that you were deflecting, all right. Uh, you didn't want him to talk about the defeat, but um, you know, Centrestown died with their boots on against Stumbine on, on, on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. They did, they like. When they were trailing, they brought on young Simon Rooney at cornerback. And Simon had played cornerback for St. Pat's a few days previously and was exceptional. And he came in and he really impressed on Sunday now. For a 17-year-old coming in and playing his first game at under-21, he was very impressive. And he st- helped to steady the back line. And they just grew from there and grew from there. And they slowly but surely got back. They got level a few times. But they were just expending that much energy to get back level yeah. to, it was very hard then to have another push to go ahead and Dunbine any time we got back level managed to tag on a couple of points and like in fairness they have players like David McEntee they're like a very good corner forward um, he like he plays centre forward there for the seniors but he was l- lethal at corner forward on Sunday what did he end up with? Uh, I haven't seen a report from Dunbine and I wasn't tallying them but he was if he wasn't scoring, he was linking the play. Right, right. He was very impressive. I think he got six, five or six points, did he? Could easily have done it. I think he's and then Liam Bourne, I spoke with him the last day, his kicks off the ground. When the game was in the melting pot later on, I think there were maybe one point up. He came up and from a very tight angle out on the right-hand side. I was standing near him. I was tempted, do I say it? Do I not? I was doing linesman, so I said, I better shut my mouth. And he just put... So he hit him with the flag. He just... Put, just Couple of steps back and straight over the black spot. It wasn't on in a pressure kick. It was an exceptional kick. Yeah, from a young man yeah. as well. Like, but so, like we we spoke about this in the last couple of weeks. Um, I thought that maybe Saint Justin 
had enough for this game maybe to beat St Peter's Dunboyne but Dunboyne are through to an under 21 final they've won a senior and a junior uh, championship this year and the juggernaut from Dunboyne just keeps on rolling David yeah it's astonishing and there's a big crossover as, as uh, Brian says David McAnee was playing but there was a few of the mid junior yeah. or not the mid juniors the Dunboyne juniors I think Dara Nolan kicked one three on the day like he was one of the stars in the in the junior team and Jack Cox as well he, mm-hmm. he was excellent yeah he, he played centre forward and like to keep your senior centre forward out of that spot the 21s you have to be playing well and mm-hmm. he's a I said it before I think he'll push on to the seniors next year and mm-hmm. Sunday didn't disprove that yeah yeah, and I suppose it just shows the kind of the work that's going on in Dubain and that as well that they can keep kind of producing week in week out in different teams it doesn't really matter what competition or what what age they're playing? They're just, they're, as you said, they're a juggernaut. And when you're when you're in that winning mentality in a tight game like that, generally you'll come out the right side of the result. Whereas if you're kind of losing games, you might them tight affairs, you might just miss out that bit of experience or yeah. confidence or whatever it is. So no, fair play to them. They're they're an excellent club. Absolutely, we uh, want to wish them the best luck in the final. And they're going to be taking on Rathout. Uh, in the three uh, games that were played on the weekend, uh, th- there was three South Mead teams. Uh, one in each final uh, or one in each game St Vincent's obviously against Karen Ross in the Taunton Cup final Rathout against Simonstown in the other 21 semi-final and then St Peter's Dunboyne also um, in, the, uh, uh, in there but Simonstown took on Rathout on Friday night in screen um, in uh, Keown I was just talking maybe about your geography there maybe St Vincent's might attest maybe I don't know Brian was up to me as well now. we'll get a map out after <laughs> Would it not be South Mead? East, uh, it's a bit of a push, it's East Mead. South East, it'd be not far from the Dublin border, like. Yeah, I think it's beside Garrison, but it's just not. It's not South Mead, no. It's a bit push. It's a East Mead, they'd always call them South can, East Can Mead. we claim them in North Mead, no? <laughs> you'd say, <laughs> what are we trying to do? You'd claim everyone else, your minor combination. Port Towns and Vincent's. I'll try that. Uh, just just because we're still in the, the under-21s, Brian. There was there was there was three teams on the Dublin border playing in. The <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd get more. You'd prefer that, anyway. Well, um, it would fit nicely the Vincent maybe with the St Ulton's Courtown combination. There probably could be a nice. Oh, fit. Too many football pitches then. Um, <laughs> we have enough good footballers. We don't need any more. In the other under twenty one semi final, Simpson were taking on Rathout and uh, Rathout came out victors here on the scoreline in one thirteen to six points. This game was on Friday night in screen, and uh, Rathout had the win in the first game, first half, and uh, led. I think it was nine points to one at half time. Simpson made a little bit of a resurgence, but Rathout uh, then uh, got the hit the onion bag, and uh, that was uh, game over. But from talking to a lot of people, Rathout were really, really strong and deserved winners on the night. So they will be taking on Dunboyne in the Under-21 final. Do we know when that is, Kieran? the Under-21 final? It's on the 1st of December. Saturday, December 1st. And is it two or half two? I think it's, yeah, it's half two because the, the C final between Kilbride and... Um, who are Kilbride playing? They're, the C final's on beforehand anyway. Right. And right. those two t- clubs played in the Under-19 final back in June. And it was... A cracking game of football went to extra time it's one of the best games of football all year so a lot of the same lads will be playing on, on so, an overlap yeah. they played in the minor like I know the Dave McEntee's age group they won the minor when he was 18 and that was a cracking team as well so they're definitely and that's it, game to be it'll be interesting to see who do um, our Ronan Jones frequent flyer miles extended for that game <laughs> will, will Dunbine be bringing him home 
We say that every week at this stage, and he always seems to be home. But uh, I don't even think he's in America. He's just just an elaborate he's, ruse. He's, like. he's permanently somewhere across the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> he he never, just, he's just in Dumbine. It's just a story he, every week that they make ne- up. He never makes it all the way back to America. But um, we want to wish both teams, uh, St. Peter's Dumbine and Rathout, all the best in that final. Um, probably fair to say the two best teams in that championship so far. Centurion, just. Uh, just a whisker away, I suppose, from getting. Ah, to yeah, look, it. it's very hard when when the opposition are talking out thirty eight lads. Thanks, J. R. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to compete, you know. <laughs> Ger, um, you can tweet him directly at. <laughs> it's all right. I congratulated him on the thirty eight after the game on the pitch. <laughs> Um, on Saturday also the AIB Leinster Club Hurling uh, Junior Championship uh, played in Trim at one thirty. Nafina of Mead took on uh, Timon Camrus, uh, Timon Camrus from Wexford and came away with a victory here with a last gasp goal uh, for, for, for the Mead champions. Three goals in twelve to two goals in thirteen. Kieran Nafina, um, we did say it, you know, like that they were a very strong intermediate team. And they've gone on, and they're going to be facing um, a Kilkenny team now in the final. It's great to see the the last team left in the Leinster Championship. The small ball is still going flying. If it's not Camogie, it's hurling, keeping the small ball flying. So, not the bug ballers, the big ballers aren't able for the the Leinster. So, Nafina, but they like as always, the trim grounds are presented to a very high standard. It's great to see like Nafina. We talked about them being such a skillful team, but coming up against a Wexford team, obviously the lineage and history that they'll always have with their clubs. And it was just kind of tooting it over and back the whole game. But uh, Shane Walsh, obviously the, the minor footballer, that's a great footballer, but also a great hurler, come on for that goal. And he was only a late addition to the panel uh, during the week. I sent the, the programme list to Nafina and they said one change, put in Shane Walsh, number 26. So it just shows you that he was obviously, I don't know, he was getting back face. What an impact he made. And that's, so hopefully, I think it's a Drummagagan, isn't that the pronunciation? Dunamagan. Dunamagan in Kilkenny. Dunamagan of, uh, of Kilkenny, they play now in the final. That's in Nolan Park. Yeah, it's a home venue for, for the Kilkenny champions. Mm. So, um, but to go out to the home of Hurling down there in Leinster and Nolan Park will be good. Absolutely. And yeah. this is the week to talk about home advantage in finals anyway. <laughs> We'll not mention the not mention the war. The Germans, um, uh, absolutely fantastic there from the Fiend, and we wish them all the best. And Shane Walsh, obviously, with that last gasp, crucial goal to put the uh, Fiend through to the AIB Leinster Club Junior Hurling Championship final. Um, the other result I want to talk about is in the ladies' football. Simonstown, and we talk about juggernauts. Uh, the Simonstown juggernaut that has just kept going this year and uh, hasn't given up. Simonson three goals in 18, Old Castle two goals in six, winning the league, winning the championship and winning the Masita Cup. Um, a clean sweep by the Simonson ladies and I suppose like you know that's uh, Simonson have been working for years um, uh, on the ladies football and, 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 and the work that they've put in at underage is starting to come true now David. Yeah, it's bearing fruit, definitely. Um, I think they probably just needed to get over the line. and it, it was probably a lack of experience because they're such a young team that maybe they've kind of come of age this year. Um, they've, you know, they've, in previous years, they've suffered from people going travelling and stuff yeah. and going away. This year, everyone seemed to kind of put their heads down and focus on winning the championship. And there was probably just that difference now. Um, and they've come through and like they're, they're a force to be reckoned with in County Mead and they're going to be for... The next few years, obviously, Central Sound have a have an astonishing, you, yeah. you know, group of young young, young yeah. girls coming on, 
um, in the next few years, but definitely Simonson are going to take a bit of bit of stop on like we talk about it, Kelsey Nesbitt and um, Kelly Harris, like they're like twins, but they're electrifying at times. Um, and then you have the experience of Jackie Shields in there, plays mm -hmm. in and around full forward, yeah, half forward, wherever. She's everywhere. Um, she's a great, she's a great kind of foil for the two girls, and she has so much experience playing different sports. But yeah, GA is predominantly where she where she started as well. So she's great to have. You know, hopefully, or hopefully, for in a Simonson case, that she, they'll have her for next year and for the next couple of years. Absolutely, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, are they in the minor final or did they win the minor They're final? They're playing Royal Gales in the minor final in Dunshaplin. I think it could be Thursday night. Right. But I'm not sure. It was a game that was meant to be on a week or two ago That's on right, Friday. Yeah. But it was called off. I think there was a lot of rain that day or something in the game. The pitch mightn't have been playable. So it's on this week. Yeah. So uh, and they've, they've an astonishing record in recent years at minor. That's it, and, and that's what I mean. Like you know, the work has been done on an underage level, and as David said, they're getting the, they're bearing the fruits of that now. And just I, I just wanted to mention it, like you know, a clean sweep, absolutely brilliant, brilliant for Simonson and brilliant for the Simonson ladies. It's time to split Simonson in two. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and oh, and uh, sure, we might to say the same about Dunboyne as well if they win the under twenty one. Um, another game that was played on the weekend, a challenge match between Mead and Leitrim. It was uh, played in. Um, in Oldcastle, um, in Millbrook, um, there was a name on the uh, on the game. It was a memorial game. The Michael Reynolds Memorial Cup. Yeah. Father of Vincent Reynolds played for a long time at Oldcastle. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Leitrim man. That's why Leitrim were the, the opponents on the day. But it gave Terry Highland of Leitrim, uh, the new manager of Leitrim, a chance to pit his. Uh, wits against Andy McEntee and Andy McEntee's team but Mead won this on the scoreline of 120 to 110 it wasn't all easy though for Mead at half time there was only a couple of points in it um, and uh, was there any standout performers uh, we'll go to David first yeah I, di I didn't get to the game um, because of the cycle and that missed it but um, from what I've heard Ben Brennan and Thomas O'Reilly kicked four each two, two of the existing members of the panel from last year but it's mm -hmm. good to see Ben continuing his form from 2018 um, Barry Dard is coming back in as well kicked the goal in the point uh, we talked about Squealer getting his chance Neil Kane back yeah, in Neil there Kane. and Great he was very impressive Brian yeah. did you hear anything from this game yourself? Uh, yeah I heard a few bits and pieces um, I had my spies up at the game uh, Danny Quinn from Ballinabracky who was very good for me juniors in the last while and impressed for Ballinabracky in the Intermediate Championship he was wing forward and while he started slow enough, it took him a while to get into the game. He finished with two points, and the longer the game wore on, the better he became. Right. Danny's a fellow who could really push on. Ben Brennan came in from the juniors last year yeah. to great effect, and Danny could do the same maybe this year. And Kieran, did you hear much about it? Did any of the young fellas that we've been speaking about, did they get a chance? There was one big lad, and I think it's someone I'd love to see maybe, as I said, I was talking to. Uh, Trevor Giles last night he was at the youth forum we hadn't done any talk about the plan next year and someone who's very like him in a lot of ways Derek Campion screen yeah and he's someone hopefully can kind of blend into that squad he's a great footballer both feet like he, he loves kicking the ball in and he's not a he's not lethargic like he, he brings such an energy to it and others like Owen Lynch as well he's yeah, a good tough Owen Lynch from Longwood someone that was on minor panels and maybe kind of drifted off the kind of county scene but he was such a dogged footballer this year for Longwood like he's someone now if in Crow Park, very similar to Mickey Burke, he, he's not going to give any dub any easy run if he was marking him. He'd, he'd be black and blue now, he'd definitely not navy and blue, he'd be black and blue. So, so there's a few lads there, I think, hopefully coming up now, the Auburn Cup, the 2019 Auburn Cup, which is starting in 2018, <laughs> December, as you, you've referenced a few times. Once or twice. And then, of course, the National League will be coming around the corner very quick. It'd be interesting to see how many of these lads can 
integrate and blend in and yeah. hopefully we get a good lead. I know Andy McAtee said it at the Sean Cox fundraiser of the night that maybe the experimental rules we discussed and we actually like, maybe the league is too important to do it. It's an interesting point. We, we talked about the long-term benefits, but short-term, Mead want to win the league and get up. And maybe will these rules upset? I don't know. It's a, maybe it's another thing we can come over preview league football but yeah sure when do you when do you um, trial them if you well, the 2019 of World Cup yeah but it's not every but it's not yeah it's not long enough and uh, you it's, know. it's a tricky one because you can see where Andy's coming from with it mm-hmm. like for a county like us we're, we've been striving to get out in Division 2 for some time now and like I'd imagine that's probably Andy's joint probably number one priority for 2019 along with getting to the Super 8s but first and foremost it's getting out of Division 2 so yeah. You can kind of see where his argument is, you know, are they going to trial them, are they not? And then you have this cloud of doubt and yet what way are you even training? Do you know you're setting up with these new rules at the minute? And I'm sure preparations are ongoing at the minute for the league because that's ultimately where Mead's focus is going yeah, to be. Yeah, and I suppose, like, uh, they're only being trialled in the league. They mightn't even be using the championship. So, you know, you're well, trying... Can, it has to be the league. They won't be in the championship. It has to be the Congress. It? So they won't trying. be in the championship. So you have to try and play two different two or three four or five different types of styles of football throughout the year and you have to be gearing towards the championship without those rules but you as you said as you both said that he wants to get out of division two so he has to try and concentrate on a different set of rules for the league it's a tough one it is a tough one the time the hand pass changed that was April Mm. 2014 sorry 2010 wasn't it when they changed the hand pass rule to the the closed fist only or the underhand and that came in in the first of May, I think. So like competitions that had already started. Yeah. Uh, some of them like the club football kept on, but so a lot of time it can be Congress if the change rules can decide to defer them to the following January or they can bring them in immediately. But they usually deferred to the first of January of the following year. So mm-hmm. as you said, it's going to be interesting. Do you have your you try and win the league with these new rules and then you go back to the, to old, the style. old style? Yeah. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But look, and um, you know, I'm sure. Uh, it's the same for every team at the same at the, mm. at the side at the same time. So um, you know, it's not like any team is getting an advantage. The, uh, before we move on to the fixtures and we'll be finishing up then, but I want to go to uh, back to David Rispin. Um, we spoke about it already. Um, Declan Coyne, um, high terror from Courtown. A lot of fundraisers going on out there at the minute, but one in particular that you just did on the weekend. You did a cycle to Crow Park. Tell us all about it. Yeah, my arse is still sore. <laughs> He's <laughs> standing up at the yeah. council table. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a fantastic day. We got a great day, um, weather-wise for it as well. So we kicked off. We left the clubhouse at eight. Um, sharp. We all cycled up to, as far as Greeka through the horseshoe lane and by High Towers House and Didn't stuff. stop and McHugh's for a pint? No, it no, wasn't okay. open. It was just okay. closed from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin, Kevin won't mind me saying that. But uh, no, it, we then when we got to Greek, the first batch um, headed off up as far as Dunshockland, whereas the second one went up to Dunshockland, headed from there okay. to Crow Park. So that's the way we did it. And on the way home, we switched around. So vice versa. But um, it was a 120-kilometer cycle all in all. Um it was it was a really good day, um, enjoyed by all. Uh, when we got to Crow Park, we got a great welcome from, um, from everyone in Crow Park. We got a meal, and then we did the tour of Crow Park before setting off home. Um, when we when we arrived back to the clubhouse, then everyone had, had arrived, and there was tea and biscuits and, and everything there. But it was a real, it was a real uh, good camaraderie, camaraderie. Sorry, between the lads. You're much, you're much better at writing that than saying. That. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the dictionary beside I, me. So I, I was the hub of blue last week. So we, have, we all have our 
Even Homer nods, you know. We like, all have our hover balloons. We all have our even <laughs> Homer nods. Yeah, I know. It was it was a great um, great day for Hightower as well. Like, it, it, did he did, was did he meet you there? Uh, he no, he he met us back at the clubhouse and um, yeah. that evening as well. So um, it was great to see him as well, and he was really appreciative of what we've done. It wasn't just a kind of case if we did a table quiz, well, which we did. We did that Friday <laughs> night as well. But uh, it wasn't just a case we did a we did a show or something down at the club. We actually did something that kind of required a good deal of effort and yeah. that, and everybody put in a, an outstanding shift. And we wouldn't be we were footballers, well, barely, but we're not cyclists, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> You're definitely not hers. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Not yet. So. Uh, now all focus is turned to the challenge match at the on the first. So the boys are doing the November, which is still ongoing, and the the charity match between a selection from St Dalton's and Cartown is taken on an Art Mead uh, selection um, of guys. So that's that's in Cartown on the first of December, which is a Saturday at four o'clock. So the charity match takes place, and then we're having a night in Kells, where there's going to be the shave, obviously first and foremost, and an auction. There's some really top prizes there. Um, at the minute I'll reveal all in next week but there's some cracking prizes that people might Brilliant. be interested Brilliant. in so and, and just as I said Karen Ross's uh, kind donation but also Dickie Corbley from Kilmaine and Mud he actually contacted me last week he's seen, seen it on Hogan Sand the ad or, or the, the article and he's doing November himself and he didn't have he was just going to do, donate his you know his collection to whoever some November charity, yeah, yeah. And he rang me and he says he'd be delighted to oh, give it give it to us. So we're if if anyone's willing, I know we don't have a GoFundMe page for Hightower himself, but uh, Dickies is up on the Cartown page, his own personal GoFundMe page. So if there's anyone willing to donate to, to Hightower or Dickie, just go on and throw throw up whatever it is. It's more than welcome. Really will be appreciated. You can leave your name and a message too. So uh, just hats off to to Dickie there from Command Wood as well. Yeah, that's class. <laughs> and again, it just shows you. How far and wide the, the the GA community spreads, and and you know like the, although we love our football and we love our hurling and the whole lot, you know we're all gales at the end of the day. But more importantly, will there be flaking at this game? Because I'll definitely go. <laughs> I'll pay ten to like when you say selection, is this like are you picking like the bandits every club? Like you're not picking. Yeah, oh no, no these, these boys, these boys are all we want the war tough, horses. Like we want they. the tough lads. <laughs> and and I think. I, it's probably okay to say it. I think that Gus Martin will probably be down to referee it as Good. well so, so he you, won't be bringing any cards with him around. so you'll be using that <laughs> well, I just want to nominate Kieran to referee <laughs> <laughs> I'd need a good ref <laughs> <laughs> at least if you wanted to flake somebody yeah. <laughs> never mind the ball get on yeah. with the game That's yeah. it. but with the experimental rules to be using the 1970s hand passing goals and everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah anybody who uh, is there a charge in on no the, no no the there'll be buckets there Donation. anyone can throw, throw in whatever they want it's free into the game and that um, there's Flake and he'll throw 20 yeah and Absolutely. we're hoping now again everything's provisional at this stage but we're hoping to have commentary by, by two gas men and we'll just say again all will be revealed there should be programmes at the game and everything so it's is that your way of asking me to commentate on the game? <laughs> no, 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 I said take gas. Understand. Not a gas, man. But look, um, uh, you know, we we're going to give uh, as much publicity to um, Declan's fundraisers. You know, uh, you know, he's so well known and well got around the county, mm -hmm. and he's a pure and utter gale, um, and a core town man. You know, and everybody is going to get behind him. So. Anybody who does want to uh, get in contact to give a donation, 
there's the 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 GoFundMe page for Dickie and Kilmaine and Wood, uh, or you can get in contact with Davy Rispin. If you go onto their Facebook pages or anything like that, I've yeah, seen the number. It's, it's, your number is out there, and the whole lot. It's on toilet walls. It's uh, sorry. It's uh, it's <laughs> the uh, palace walls. <laughs> it's uh, no, but it is. It's on Facebook. Yeah. The uh, any of the fundraisers, uh, Davy Rispin, and I think there's somebody else on it. Yeah, as well. uh, Davy Coins. Uh, Davy Coins yeah. as well. So just get in contact. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the, the toilet wall one still has to be there now. I, that was a cheap one. I, I just said, you got me good that one there. I just I laughed, I laughed. I haven't a clue what you're just said. Yeah. Neither do I, I don't have a clue what I said. But uh, yeah, no, and, and look, um, yeah, yeah, get in contact with, with the lads if you want to um, uh, donate, and uh, yeah, it's a great cause. Um, we're going to move on now. Uh, we're nearly there, lads. Um, it's been a long day. For all of us, <laughs> so it has, and, and obviously we did the first part of the 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 uh, podcast with the Camogues, and uh, Davy was away all day in Dublin, all suited and booted, and he came back with Krispy Kreme. You said Lanzarote, <laughs> was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He came back with Krispy Krispy Kreme donuts. In fairness to him, Kieran wasn't too impressed because they weren't the the fancy. No, he went for the cheap ones. ones. <laughs> um, They're actually the nicer ones, yeah. the glazed ones. I'd have to agree with you. I think, and I'm not a big another, another Twitter poll maybe, but have to. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> do it. Well, I, I, was, I was thinking the Twitter poll: take the picture, of Davy in the suit. A was he at an interview? B was he get in court? Or C? What do you think yourself? <laughs> <laughs> or see, was it because of the commodes coming into the, the podcast? Yeah. But, um, a few fixtures there, lads, for the upcoming week. Meet are taking on loud in a, um, a pitch opening ceremony in uh, Oliver Plunkett's in Drogheda on Sunday at 2 pm. Another chance, <coughs> excuse me, another chance for um, Andy McEntee to get the team out. Like, in fairness, uh, Davy. You know that that that's three um challenge matches that we've heard of mm-hmm. um in, in 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 the last four weeks you know like so they're getting plenty of game time into these uh, players and then they have the McKenna Cup starting in a couple of weeks time. Cup. Cup. sorry the O'Byrne Cup that was a real calvin yeah, man. that was a real calvin <laughs> mistake there uh, they have the O'Byrne Cup uh, starting in a couple of weeks too yeah I know it's great and look at uh, and he's already said it there's a huge panel in there at the minute so he probably needs to get as many games as he can to get game time into these lads and see what they're like you know training is great but realistically you need to see these guys playing in, in I won't say they're not competitive games obviously they're challenges but against you know inter-county yeah. opposition like you said the, the O'Byrne Cup the challenge matches and then of course the Dublin game the Sean Cox um, as well, yeah. fundraiser game is another one as well so there's plenty of football and it's not even December yet so yeah. um, no there'll be no excuses I'd imagine by the time the league yeah, they've put in like if you look at it, like the, the the squad of players have been relatively the same the last couple of years. So they've done all the hard work, they've done, uh, as in the the slogging and running and all that. Mm. So that's in the bodies, it's in the legs already. So you know, I'm I'm liking this idea of getting loads of football into them, loads and loads and loads of football. Yeah. So um, anybody who's at a loose end next Sunday, get down there to St Oliver Plunkett's in um uh, in, in Drogheda, um to support the Mead team, unless unless you've got. Uh, you've got all Ireland finals on your mind, and then if you do, you should be in Park Tolchin because uh, uh, Kilmess and Camogues are taking on four roads um, in the uh, All Ireland uh, Junior Club Championship Camogie final, and that's at two fifteen in Park Tolchin, and that's going to be followed by another All Ireland final, the AIB All Ireland Junior B Championship final, which sees another lead team with Tote to taking on Clintibbert, and we spoke to the girls earlier on. If you want to hear that. Go back to the beginning of the podcast. Um, also, another game uh, coming up, lads. It's not until the first. It's the following week. Is um, Nafina 
um, and we might get the small ball expert on uh, again. Done him again. No? Done him again. You've done it again. I done it again. <laughs> well, if Shane Walsh well, gets the last minute goal, he'll have done it again. Hey. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> done him again. That, that's what it is. Done him again uh, of Kilkenny. And uh, Kieran, you spoke about this already uh, a, a little bit, but like, it is good for uh, for Nafina um, and a mid team to be pitting themselves against, you know, as you said, the, traditionally the, probably the best hurling county in the country. And again, we, we've mentioned it a few times this year with Kiltail and the fact that the Kilkenny champion is always the biggest hurdle in Leinster to, to cross. And you see now they're at the senior hurdle of the weekend, Nevena, uh, the Wexford champs were outclassed by a great Ballyhale Shamrock. So you can imagine the, the strength and depth in that county when it comes to hurling. Like how competitive that senior hurling championship is, and then by extension the intermediate, and then the junior. So, like I know, for example, um, some of the great teams come out junior is like the Roar in the Stieg and uh, Bennett's Bridge won junior intermediate, and they were in the senior final this year in in Kilkenny. So, mm-hmm. it just shows you the strength and depth. So, you'd imagine the Kilkenny champions are going to be very good. So, Nafina, we've mentioned a good few times. They're a good team. They've got good hurlers. I, I, I've never seen obviously the Kilkenny team play so I don't know a lot about them but at the same time on history you've got to give them the favourite sag in Nolan Park but I just, I'd just i love to see uh, the, the Mead hurling people getting down to Nolan Park to support and get behind the Nafina team because like, they really are an honest group the, like Niall Burke one of the selectors there he's a referee and he's one of the most honest fellas you'd meet and like they're the kind of lads you'd like to see do well like Ethan Devine who's getting a kind of run out with the football team senior and that he's getting on that kind of panel and I think we should support Nafina and wish them the best of luck and I said you never you can't guarantee anything but I think it's going to be exciting to see a mid team play in Nolan Park absolutely that's on Saturday the 1st of December and it's at 12 o'clock on, uh, in Nolan Park and um, I suppose Brian have you anything else then from the minor county board under 15 Harland finals are this weekend um, four finals Saturday two on Sunday um, probably the big one is Rathout versus Trim in the under in the Division One. That's on fixed for Sunday morning in Sunday afternoon in Dungani. Cool, no problem at all. Davy, have you got a, a blog out this week? Yeah, there will actually there will be a blog possibly maybe tomorrow, which will be Wednesday. Um, the senior team of the year. Yes, to be unveiled, so. we didn't get a chance to go through the intermediate team we'll have to leave that yeah, to no problem. yeah um, and just our under 21s are in the semi-final on Sunday in Walterstown against Rackenny at 1 o'clock so best of luck to the lads they've been flying so far so fingers crossed they can keep it going yeah that's Carton is it or Carton and St Dalton's that's Carton and St Dalton's scales and St Vincent's I believe are coming in now oh sorry that wasn't (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah uh, we wish them the best of luck they've been racking up huge scores Mm. so far this year we want to thank Amy Gaffney and Neve Reardon from Rathode for coming in to do the podcast wish them the best of luck in their junior B All-Ireland final and also Lauren Gorman and Katie Nequillen of Kilmess and Camogues um, who are uh, also in uh, their respective All-Ireland the junior Championship All-Ireland final on uh, Sunday coming. Lads, I want to thank you again for coming in to do the podcast and uh, we'll see you next week. And don't forget, we are me, why it matters more.